0: Hello and welcome to the Bikes and Bulldust podcast. It is August 2021. I am Todd Reed. We're at your place today, Jed. Welcome we to the show.
1: Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Bringing me to me to our own show. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. that's
0: it. It's uh, Normally we're at my house, but change of scenery today. We're at your place. So it's nice.
1: Yeah. Would have been good if we could have sat out the back on the. It's a good day for it. It's just too windy. It, it is a bit.
0: What's been happening, yeah. mate? Fresh. Fresh month, it's
1: all a bit locked down at the moment, but we're not yeah. in
0: lockdown here where we are, fortunately.
1: Yeah, with well, no racing or anything going on or that, but um, yeah, just has been tinkering with the bikes, uh, the 125 and the 250F, so Woodsy's thrown a setting in the 125, oh, had yeah. big plans to go to the MX Store 125 Cup. in oh, on the Gold Coast? On the Gold Coast, yeah. Uh, Yatala. I think it is, Yatala Moto, Motocross up there. Whatever it is. I know, it's been around for years anyway on the side of the freeway there. At, I did a Yamaha launch there. Yeah, there you go yeah. Um, yeah
0: 2000 and Would have been about 2010 or 11 somewhere there Yamaha yeah. um, Yamaha did a launch there Yeah, one of those years mm. I can't remember what one Anyway Sir- Yeah, well anyway, Circo did it and we went there it was Yeah,
1: good. so Planned on going there Entered Declaration across the border and everything like that Going to leave Friday Boom 1am Thursday morning um, Queensland shuts the borders to New South Wales de- Declaration cancelled <laughs> oh, <spewing. laughs> And if I wasn't working I could have come home Pinned it straight across the border And as long as I was over there I would have been fine So um, Missed out on that one Yeah, so that got canned mm. uh, Couldn't couldn't do that And um, Yes, yeah, so I've been just p- playing with the bikes And went to the island two weeks ago Singleton On the weekend Picked it up at ra- Singo <laughs> Picked it up at Singo So that's Gab's favourite track So I took her up there And she enjoyed it And Nice Yeah, what about yourself?
0: Well, I got the adventure bike out. So I've had both bikes out this month. It's been unreal. Yeah. stoked. So I got the Africa Twin out, and um, one of my mates, Paddy, he's just got his L's oh, yeah, not that yeah. long ago. Uh, he's got a KLR650, which is like pretty ag bike looking. Looks like something like out of Dakar in 1989. But anyway, good old bike. Like, goes forever. Good to just learn on as a first adventure sort of thing. So he's got one of those. So I said, right, let's go for a cruise. So we went out all out the back of Cessnock, and anyone that's been to the Hunter Valley to the vineyards, you'll know that, uh, the big mountain range behind it, the broken back Ranges. So we went all up across the top of that, came out at Wollombay through Cedar Creek, and then um, came back home, had lunch at out the vineyards, and that was a good old day. I had got some new tyres on the Africa Twin as well. I got Pirelli Rally STRs. They're a bit more road than the Michelins I had before. Um, so not quite as good in the dirt, but yeah, they were good on the road. eh? like nice improvement. Pretty happy with them. Yep. So a new helmet as well. So I go in for, I go in for new tires. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah. I go in for new tires, new tires on the Africa twin, or I'll say one. I Come went out in,
1: with two. Well, I,
0: I thought I'll get a new retire uh, for uh, the Africa. Uh,
1: uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Come out with two tires and a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gets you, you every time. there a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, NATO.
0: Yeah. So aero commander helmet. So okay, yeah, I'm all I'm all kitted up now. So yeah, yeah, anyway, it was pretty good. Poor old Paddy had a crash and bruised his confidence a little bit, but I had to reassure him it was all good. So. He'd
1: Be right. He still have a, he, I can imagine him. He'd still have a spots big smile under his helmet. There, he would have loved it anyway. Yeah, so. it
0: was good. We're going up a yeah. big. It was just on a fire road, but it was um like all water ruts coming down it because it's been raining a lot, and he got caught in the water rut and then just oh. just tipped over. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. He was like, oh, you know, I was like, dude, it doesn't matter. So he'd be
1: right, mate. Yeah.
0: Oh, that was good. Off. And then I went out to Guns Gully to ride the Transmoto track with Rick oh, yeah. and all the boys. Um, yeah. So, yeah, rode the Transmoto eight-hour track last weekend, which has obviously been a month or two since yeah. it was on. Yeah. And Prepped? No,
1: it is crap. <laughs> <laughs> 600 bikes for eight hours. Mm. How was that? It's
0: crazy how torn up those tracks get, hey, like,
1: you know, we rode coughs. Yeah, yeah. And, and at the
0: end, we were like, this track's busted, you know.
1: But it was actually getting better as the day went on. It was at the end there. It was, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, like,
0: but you like uh, you quickly forget. Yeah, like six hundred riders, eight hours. Yep. The track's going to be blown to pieces. You quickly forget that. And then we yep. went and rode this track, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is as rough as it comes." Yeah, it was yeah. gnarly, and some of the creeks were like still full of water, and you could see some of the ruts in them. I could see why. Like, because there was. People, heaps of people saying about Stroud, there was like the Creeks finale and people mm. were getting stuck and I was like, oh, I could see why. Yeah, so
1: yeah, yeah. That was a yeah. good time, so. Yeah, nice.
0: Both the bikes out,
1: so yeah, I'm happy. And you've been training too. I have
0: been training a little We've bit.
1: have both been f 45 and Yeah, well, it's a bit different. Todd's, Todd's getting fit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if fitness is the word, but <laughs> I'm getting smashed. But yeah. No, it's been good. I've, I've even lost a few kilos. That's good. Yeah, I think I've lost about four or five kilos nearly, so. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Cutting back on Nats Cakes. Oh, no, nah, she packed me a nice little yeah, box of Nats did. Cakes the other <laughs> night at work.
0: So. <laughs> Don't want to lose too much did. weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, let's move into the Shelby eh? day. I'd love to be telling you guys all about Pro-MX, or AORC for that matter, but we've got another Rona outbreak and it looks like a bit of the same story for you, Jed, with all the grassroots wrap-up we just cover all the grassroots now since there was none of it
1: there's nothing to talk about the only thing that's been yeah the only thing that's been running is the island so they're on and uh, ripping it up at Singo.
0: yeah I was a little bit surprised though and I even commented on a couple of the pages there's been these point scores and all this stuff locally getting cancelled
1: well, why can't we
0: just put RPA days in there
1: yeah well I actually we'll, we'll get into we'll get into that more later oh, on down right. the track okay yeah.
0: fair enough back to Primex for a sec we're three rounds into the series, meaning we can crown the champions at any time if we need be. But I
1: can't see this being the end of the series, Jed. What do you think? No. if problem is Sydney. <laughs> but, uh oh, now I think they want to try and have more of a series. Um, even talking about, talking about overlapping it with the Supercross, um, it would be great if we could have a bit more of a series. Um Hey, the football teams can still play. Why do the foo- why do why do the football teams still get to play? Why don't we just pull everyone out of Sydney and those lockdown areas, and we have them at regional tracks, Cooner, yeah. Moree. Just put people in isolation for fourteen days, and let's get this series going on out in the you know in our regional tracks. Why not? Yeah. Why do we have to go to the same tracks? I kind of
0: thought that a little bit too. Like, I'm not sure that the whole hub idea would work very well because you've got so many privateers, all this type of stuff. But I did wonder if there's a possibility where we can go, look, let's move it to regional areas and maybe we can set the top pros up in regional areas. That's right. And make something happen. Like, you know, okay, go there once, quarantine for X amount of time and just stay out at Mudgy, Mawree, yeah. Coonabarabra and, like, you know,
1: Why not Tamworth. F- three like, teams can do it.
0: You could go to these places and set up camp there somewhere, find some property and set them up there and surely you could get some sort of travel exemption. It doesn't have to be a hub. Most of your privateer races come from regional areas, like how many people are from here in the Hunter Valley? Like we said last show, you know, Whiteman, you got Dylan Wood, you got Josh Whitehead, like the list goes on, Jai Dixon, you know, and then... There's not too many guys that live in these lockdown areas that are privateers. So yeah. if you go a bit regional, maybe something could work. But I also saw on the calendar that they're saying, oh, look, it could overlap Supercross with motocross and that. And I kind of thought, oh, I don't like the sound of that. Like, I wouldn't like to be a rider going between the two because you, no. ha- you can't have your bike set up for both. Yeah. So it's not at all feasible to go to your suspension guy and say hey look i need a bike set up for this and a bike set up for that some of these guys only have one bike they don't have spare sets of suspension to throw under their bikes for supercross and motocross i don't think that's the best idea and i got thinking why does supercross have to be run and finish before christmas i don't see a logical reason why it has to why can't we run supercross when motocross finishes like, even if they said, righto, supercross is going to start in December. Like, I know that's really late, but like, what's why not? Mm. What, like, can't we run it December, January, February? In a normal season, that would never work. You know, we've seen Tanti, Wilson, these guys go to the States and ride Anaheim, you know, which we want them to do, but they're not going to Anaheim next year.
1: No one's going to Anaheim next year.
0: No. <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of thought, well, I wonder if there's the possibility of go, righto, look, let's try and allocate up until December when it's stinking hot to run motocross, and then let's try and run a an Aussie Supercross championship December, January, February when it's stinking hot, run it at night, blah, blah, blah. You know, I can't see there too many being too many venue issues with everything that's going on at the moment. Crown the champions then. Mm. So just an idea. We might talk some AMA motocross too, Jed, coming up. Yeah, pretty soon. Why not,
1: eh? That gives us something to talk
0: about. Yeah, well, there's not much happening around here. Mm. MXGPs it's been pretty flat out
1: in Europe. Have you been
0: watching much of it?
1: A few of the highlights and stuff, like hurlings on the weekend. That was good, wasn't it? What a machine. Mm. Yeah, and dude, the tracks, they're so good. Yeah.
0: New bike seasons here. Triumph. What do you make of that whole announcement?
1: I don't know. (laughs) What are they going to look like? It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Never thought of that. Remember when Aprilia brought a dirt bike out? They still have a dirt bike. No, they did no. though. Yeah, that twin it, cylinder yeah, thing Yeah, and look funny. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what Triumph going to do.
0: Don't know. I went looking around though at the whole like how Triumph works and like what are they all about and stuff and where are they made, who makes them, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. So they have got an R and D department in the UK. So it's the Triumph brand is owned by a British family. So it's not like you know, publicly listed or anything like that as far as I could see, but it's owned by a British family that are cashed up. They do all of the development and specialty stuff in the UK in their R&D centre and everything gets made in Thailand and then it gets shipped around the world from Thailand. And so as far as I could see, that also really helps them quite a lot because apparently Thailand have a lot of free trade deals with a lot of countries, which helps get the bikes into places like Australia without taxes in other places around the world, which helps keep the cost of the bike down. So the brains behind it comes from, yeah, the UK, but the manufacturing stays in Thailand. And some of the parts even get made in the UK, shipped to Thailand for assembly, like cranks, Mm. cams, things like that. And then they get built in Thailand and shipped out around the world. They're the current supplier for Moto2. So they supply all the engines for the Moto2, like Moto GP bikes. They're a 765cc triple. So I kind of was like, well, you can't really say much about the engines because they've been pretty bulletproof and those guys are good and they rev good and you don't hear anyone whinging about Triumph. Never hear it. I've never heard a complaint, so I guess they're okay. So I'm kind of not worried about the engine stuff, so I was like, man, I think this could be... Maybe not immediately, but if they don't stray too far from the status quo, I think it could be a pretty good thing.
1: And I think being te- teed up with Carmichael too, as long as they take his um, feedback on on board and everything, they could develop a really good bike. Yeah. Like, so.
0: Interesting. Imported yeah. in Australia, uh, this is Triumph at the moment uh, by Peter Stevens.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So they're backed at the moment by someone pretty decent. Like, yeah, Peter definitely. Stevens aren't a small importer. like. Yeah for those who in the know would know Peter Stevens import multiple brands and not just clothing it's dirt bikes a whole range of stuff they've got obviously the dealership network Harley Heaven quite a lot of stuff going on yeah so yeah and that's not i guess some people might say oh that's a bit funny but it's actually not really that uncommon like previously Husqvarna used to have an independent dealer in Australia KDM up until a couple of years ago had an independent Australian dealer it's really only the Japanese brands that have their that own their own Australian presence, so interesting. Be good to see. What do you make of the new YZ125? You're yeah. a 125, any Yamaha guy?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't going to upgrade my 125. Mine's a 19 model and it's done stuff all. But I've seen these are like, oh, I think I'm going to have to update. Gab, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'll leave it a little bit, but um, can't find much on them. Like, obviously, they've released um some information saying you know upgraded engine and suspension and stuff like that obviously the plastics and everything are different so um they're going to change plastics tank all that they've kind of gone for the um where what would you say i guess like on the YZs now where the tanks incorporated inside your yeah one piece shrouds Yeah. yeah one piece shrouds delta box frame um so that that'll be good so you Stickers won't peel off your tank anymore. Got to look uh, good. That's right. Yeah. So to look good, I just can't find much on the engines uh, as to what's changed. And we we're talking about it before. Obviously, cylinder, um, cylinder head, and exhaust and stuff. Um, but as for the bottom end of the engine, it kind of looks the same from what you can see in the photos. Um, listening to Keith for the other day um, podcast, and he hasn't been able to get his hands on one either. Spoke to the Yamaha guys. Of course, they said it's good. Oh well. Yeah, <laughs> it's good and improved. Um, I like it. Yeah. I want one. Yeah. So we'll wait and see. Yeah.
0: I've got a soft spot for the YZ125. They're a bloody good little bike. Yeah.
1: I get on mine and I'm like, this thing is so fun. This is sick. So. Yeah. be Interesting.
0: Hopefully we can get a ride on one and yeah, that'd yeah. be pretty fun. Yeah, that'd be good. New CRF250 launch is going on pretty much at the moment as we speak in the States. About time. Hopefully it's good and. Lives up to the hype. I saw a few people getting around saying, oh, I wonder if it's still going to have the old classic Rondebog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the <laughs> old days. Still tarred with that brush, unfortunately. But
1: yeah. hopefully
0: it's pretty good. It looks good.
1: Yeah, it looks, looks really good. Well, it looks like the 450 now. Mm. Yeah. Um, I like the tank on it.
0: I, 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 I'm good. a sucker for the red bikes. They look so good. Yeah. I yeah. love the red bikes. They just look so oh,
1: nice. It's almost time to upgrade. Oh. oh, the Husky's all right. <laughs> I like the Husky.
0: Spy picks getting around of the new KDMs, too. That I don't know if you'd call them 22 and a half or 23 models or factory editions or whatever, but I saw a couple of spy photos of the what potentially could be a new KDM. So I think that's just around the corner.
1: Okay, maybe. already a bit early.
0: Yeah, maybe they'll come out as a factory edition. Like,
1: you know how yeah, they do yeah.
0: that for the Supercross? Yep. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if we see the American team, mm. you know, which will be Webb, Moosecan, possibly Plessinger. Yep. Yeah on a factory edition come Anaheim or who knows, whenever the season starts. That's yeah, what they're yeah. saying, Anaheim. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Interesting. A bit going on in the space of new bike releases. It's there good. Is. It is
0: good. Nice to see.
1: Nothing it's from Cowie um, and Suzuki yet. So...
0: No, Cowie's pretty recently updated, though. Like, that 250F only came out, I think it was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's pretty new. And they don't have an off-road range, so... Yeah. Yeah. Speedway. We had... Uh, the first few rounds of the World Championships, the Speedway Grand Prix is on. Um, Max Frick and Jason Doyle in that championship. We're going to try and catch up with Kurt Shields and get some chat about that happening with him. So, yeah, last I looked, I didn't get the the re- weekend results from uh, the Speedway because there was a round just on the weekend. Um, but those guys were around that top 10. I think they were like 9th and 10th or 10th and 11th. So pretty good showing. I thought Doyle might have been a bit more up there than that, but... He won a few heats and things, but he hasn't quite shown it in the final. So maybe we see him get it happening a bit more later in the year, Jed. Yeah, yeah. Max Whale killing it again in American Flat Track. Halfway through the series, fifteen point lead and uh, three overall wins. Wins, which is more than anyone else in the championship. So yeah, that's pretty cool. It Aussie is over pretty there cool.
1: killing it in the American Flat Track, which it, you know they regard pretty high over there. It's a big thing. It's not. You know, it's bigger than over here. Oh, way bigger so, than here. you know, Aussies in motocross and flat track going good.
0: It's great. You've been following the rally too, Jed? It's Chucky Sanders, he's in the States at the moment, I see. But uh, World Rally, we had Silk Road in Russia. What a place for a rally. Sanders got three stage victories out of five, so, like, he smoked it. Uh, fourth overall, hindered by a ninth on day one and a one-minute time penalty, which... Obviously brought him back a bit to that fourth overall. There's three more rallies to go in the World Championship. Last one is in November in Abu Dhabi. Your Yamaha boys didn't go so well in this one, Jed. That Kalahari Ferrari bloke, no good. And uh, Andrew Short had some issues. So, Yeah, okay. I haven't followed the rally
1: too yeah. much this month, but yeah.
0: I just watched a few highlights and was looking at it all because I was interested in it following Chucky. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that Matthias Walkner one, he's the Austrian guy that rides for KDM. He won it. So. He yeah,
1: teamed up with Toby, yep. Yeah,
0: so that's about all, and let's get into some AMA stuff, eh? Four rounds of AMA motocross since our last show, Jed. AMA motocross coming to you by Rhino Power. We've got a code. We've got some sponsors on board. It's cool to have the Rhino Power crew on, Jed.
1: It is, yeah. It's good. It's helped... um Helped us a lot in our F45 and riding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's good. And um, we've got a code there for all you listeners to use to get 20% off. Um, it's B-B-A-U-21. So get onto that, guys. Um,
0: yeah. 20% off?
1: 20% off. 20% off Just for that?
0: Yeah. Type it in. Where you go. Get your, What are you using? What's your favourite product at the moment?
1: Well, I use the Gladiator pre-workout. Yep. Um, the um, protein powder. Mm-hmm. So that's a debate in the household. Gabby likes vanilla. I like chocolate. All oh, right. So I got to order both. Okay. <laughs> and then um, um, the Hydrolite, I'm keen the to- hydration fuel there. So, and that's also a debate because it comes in two different flavors as well.
0: I did see that because they ran out. I've been looking. Oh, they've restocked now, but yeah, they were out there a couple of weeks ago when I went to order. So I've been waiting for them to restock, restock to get some more stuff. But I'm keen to try the Carbo feel too. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to be worn out
0: towards the ends of a workout. So might have to give that one a go. Pep you up a bit. Redbud, Southwick, Millville and Washougal were the four rounds we've had this month, Jed. Keen to get your opinion on this before we get into too many results. But I've always thought the AMA schedule was really cool, how they have like the same tracks each year, and then that helps them to create these iconic races. Redbud, 4th of July, like it's, you know, everybody knows about it. Unadilla with its old school and the history and all of that sort of stuff, you know, like all the old pictures and stuff that gets around of like Da Costa and, you know, Lachine and all these guys in 70s and 80s. And it's just one of these really historic places and, you know, it's grass track and it's just so iconic. But I think I've changed my mind on having those races there every year. Like, I'm not saying they've got to get rid of Red Bud and Unadilla. But I think they should look at having a few races each year. I don't know, two, three, four races, whatever, that rotate. Leave the big ones and introduce a few new tracks and get some more diversity happening in the schedule. Like, it's a four-hour series, four hours to watch it on TV, just watching the motos. It's a long watch. And you get a bit sick of watching the same old places, the same old racing. They've got the same old setups, the same old dinosaurs have been going there for, like, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. Like last year, right, we had the COVID-affected season and they threw in Loretta Lynn's, they threw in WW Ranch. They were good.
1: Yeah. No I wishes, liked yeah. it. Yeah. I know. agree. Yep.
0: Uh, I don't know. What do you
1: think? Yeah, no, I agree. I think, um, yeah, we definitely could throw in some different venues. Like, you know, Red Bud, Iconic, Millville, Swamp Monster whatever they call him, whoop monster. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe keep those kind of things. We don't need to keep Parler. Um, we don't really need to keep Washugle, Cool track, but. Um, well, but
0: put but them on a rotation.
1: That's that's right, every second yeah. year or something, and then throw in some other ones. You know, you've got your Loretta Lins, and there's that many tracks over there. Yeah, there's
0: um, so many, you know. Like, I've kind of thought, like, I wonder why they don't say, righto, we're going to go to uh, Hangtown for yeah. two years in a row. And then the two years after Hangtown, we're going to go to somewhere else.
1: That's right. You know? Yeah.
0: Washougal. They're not going to lose the National. You're going to have it for two years, one year, whatever. And then we're going to go, even if they have it in a similar region, like, because they say that Pacific Northwest, Seattle area loves it. So stay in that area. Just choose another track, mate. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no race in Texas. There's no no race in Florida. Like, you know, send them there, somewhere different. Get, yeah. get a – throw a good sand track in or – Something different just to, and the other reason too, I think it would mix it up for the riders and the teams because, you know, we've been going to Hangtown for 100 years and when we go to Hangtown, we run blah, 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 blah. Like, change it up. We might see some changes in the series with the riders or the bikes or whatever, and I actually think it would help the viewer experience too.
1: Oh, it would, yeah, yeah. I guess it's just the infrastructure question and stuff and Mm. logistics of it all, whether, you know, it can be done and, yeah, but I don't know. Can't say why not. Yeah, why not? Hmm. Right, we'll get we'll get into the results. So as we said, Red Bud was round four, and that was on July third, so that was the first one at the start of the month. Um so we'll go to the two fifties. Uh, Moto one, Jet, R J Hunter, Moto Two, we had um Justin Cooper, RJ, and Jeremy Martin. Mm-hmm. fifty Moto one, we go Dylan Fernandez, um Kenny, Aaron Plessinger, Moto two. Tomac, Dylan again, and Plessinger.
0: What do you got, Jed? Where do you want to start?
1: Do we start with RJ's crashing? I've got <laughs> that
0: down here a little bit later, but we'll bring it up now. Do we give him the prize right now? <laughs> oh, Here's the medal. Here's Over- the prize for the most crashes in a season.
1: Over these four rounds within a month, he must be sore. He's a machine. He just tips over yeah. all the time. But comes back.
0: I know. How fast is he? I mean, what about that one moto? I can't remember where it was. I think it was a bit later in the series. He went past Hunter Lawrence like three times in the same race because yeah. he kept crashing.
1: And Hunter's thinking, probably thinking, look at this idiot.
0: Yeah. What is he doing? Yeah. I, I, Crazy. I, so fast, but just on the ground all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. Don't know. And then Plessinger, I thought, which was good. 3-3. Mm. Three, three.
0: It was. He's been a bit off the boil since then, but he's been riding really well, man. Like, yeah, he, I'm impressed by Plessinger. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the whole team change affects him going into next year. But
1: yeah, our follower, um, I love off road. Oz, he'll be into me now. Yeah, yeah. I oh, said Plessinger you're on the, was going yeah. Good. That's <laughs> right.
0: You're under the Pleasinger bandwagon <laughs> yeah, now.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh no, he's he's going good. He's oh, yeah.
0: I feel like Come I on. said this in the last podcast, or to someone, or somewhere, and I'll probably say it again because I think. Ferrandis goes on to be the 450 champ, right? But i got to be honest and say I didn't see this coming, him being, I don't want to say dominant, but like Mm. him being so consistently at the front of the pack. It's his first year on a 450. I know he was last year's champ, but I don't really think the stars were aligned for this to happen. Like he's just made it happen. He's got four moto wins, lots of seconds and thirds, and he's only been off the podium once so far this year. Impressive, way more impressive than anyone else to me.
1: He's wrapped it up. Yeah,
0: I, I think that's he's it. the champ. Yeah, it's early yeah. But I think he's the champ.
1: Yeah, right. We'll while get... we're hanging
0: hang on. While we're on red, but did you see that crash of Austin Faulkner on the leak? The, the case out.
1: He no, s- I didn't see that. He sent it, it. And
0: sent the, the Rocco's leap, and he went oh. like two and a half.
1: Did you see Kenny's? That's that's what I was thinking. That was yes. that's what was. In I my saw head. that too. And with his wrists. Well, his wrists are obviously okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The plates held together. I would have
0: disintegrated into dust, I reckon, yeah. if that was me. Yep. Wow. But, yeah, I saw the Faulkner one and I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. I,
1: that's another thing that we, we can go back to talking about the rounds, right? So we talk about the the La Rocco's Leap. That's the iconic part of that track, right? Mm. They could hardly even jump it. The yeah. whole idea is you go there to watch that. To watch someone jump the Rocco's Leap, they couldn't... And you want to see people jumping it. You want to see the top guys, every lap, boom, hitting it, chucking fat whips, whatever, you know. Mm. And, you know, 15 to 20 or 12 to 20, probably not going to be able to jump it. The guys couldn't jump it. Like... Yeah. I don't understand it. No.
0: Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Track prep going wrong.
1: Yeah. Anyways, round five, Southwick, 10th of July, 250 Moto1. Uh, we've got Hunter Lawrence. RJ, Joe Shimoda, pops his head in there. He did. Moto2, Hunter, Justin Cooper and Jet again, two brothers, which is good. 450 Moto1, we go Dylan, um, Barsha and Plessinger, Moto2, Tomac, Kenny again and Dylan.
0: Cooper Webb went 6.5 for fifth overall. This is his best race of the season to date. He's now over at the 83 camp, which is Chad Reed's old place, as we know. That's his yeah. new training area where he's going. Do you reckon we see a podium out of Webb before the end of the year, Jet? Like six five for fifth? He's been getting better. Like he got good starts at Wash which I know I'm jumping forward there, but doesn't really matter. Do you think we see a podium overall or even a even just a Moto podium?
1: Yeah, I think we see Webb on the podium. Yeah. yeah. I don't expect to win. But I don't th- I don't think I don't think he's on the pace of he hasn't hasn't got it dialed like Kenny Dylan um, Tomac. You can even throw Plessinger into that. Mm. He's got something going on. Some something's not right or or whatever's going on. Probably on the podium. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Hunter Lawrence, one one. Dude, that would have been a huge confidence booster for him, I reckon.
1: Yeah. And he deserves it. Yeah. yeah.
0: So deserving. Massive yeah. confidence booster. And he wrote so well all yeah. all day. Like I only just rewatched that again yesterday. I was watching it and I was like, wow, he yeah. was on it. Millville. Let's move on, unless you got anything else from...
1: No, 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 we'll go into more at the end.
0: Righto. Millville, 450s. Justin Barsha, 1-2 for the overall. Eli Tomac, 3-4. Dylan Ferrandes, 2-5. How lucky was Cooper Webb to get out of that midair hit with Chase Sexton?
1: Yeah. Land on the grass on his head and skid along for a bit. Very lucky.
0: Ex- especially when you consider he had that back injury a couple of years ago. Oh, I was a bit worried for a day. Like I was like, "Oh, that's not good." And then he just got up and off he went. I was like, "Oh."
1: Wonder what he thought when they, <laughs> when the rear wheels touched. You know, Sexton. It didn't even bother him. He no. just kept going. Obviously, um, you'd be thinking, "Oh shit, here we go."
0: Impressive to see Barsha get the win too. Like one yes. two, and he was on it that day. He's going good. Yeah. Two yeah. fifties. Jeremy Martin one one. Michael Moserman three two. And Justin Cooper with a two three. Jeremy Martin laid it down. He was pretty impressive. He's fourth in the points at the moment. 17 behind Hunter Lawrence for third. Five rounds to go. Do you think he catches Hunter for third? 17 points, five rounds to go, considering he's pulling out one ones and one twos.
1: If he keeps doing that, yes. But if Hunter picks up the wick and turns it on again, no. But you don't. Don't know. I hope not. I don't want him to catch Hunter. <laughs> I don't want him to catch
0: Hunter either because I want to see Hunter in third. Yeah. But I think it, the way it's going, I think we see Martin on the podium at the end of the year. Yep. Like you think you make five points up if you – like if, if Jeremy goes – gets a win, right? A moto win and then Hunter gets a, second, a third in a moto. That's a five-point swing in one moto. We've got 10 motos to go, 17 points.
1: Can easily be done. Can
0: easily be done, so – I want to see Hunter get third, but I think Martin's on a bit of a
1: streak here. Well, got the overall in the next round.
0: Washougal, let's unless you got anything else for Millville. No. Washougal, Chase Sexton won the 450s with a 1-3. Eli Tomac, 2-2. Two two. Dylan Ferrandes, 5-1. Huge effort from Sexton to grab the win. 1-3 moto results. I don't think he's had a bad season, Jed. Like, he's been on the podium in a couple of motos. But I've got to say, I kind of expected him to th- do these one threes and two fours and this sort of stuff right from the get-go. Is that what you thought?
1: But do you think that's only because he did so good in the Supercross season? Because he come out with flashes of... It's his first season, right, in the, in the 450 class, getting chained, trained by Bubba, James Stewart. Yeah. Um, do you think you've got that perception because he did so good in Supercross, like flashes of brilliance and wiped himself out, that, that, that you're thinking that? Whereas if he didn't do that... You would be, oh, you know, top five, top 10 is good for his first season. Yeah, you're probably right. Because that's how I think. And I think just finish the season, just don't you, crash. You're probably don't miss right. A round and finish the season.
0: I was equally impressed, though. Like, you think last season when he stepped up to the 450 for motocross, because he won the supercross, the whole Salt Lake City thing, and then he did really good outdoors. And he even, I think it was he won that last round at Parlo at the end of last year. Maybe that just set the tone a bit high. I guess I kind of expected more, but then, yeah, like, he has been doing good, but...
1: He's good. He's consistent. He's fast, but just I mean, needs to stay on the bike.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Marvin Muskan, 3-5 for fourth overall. He's eighth in points. I'm a bit of a Marv fan.
1: You are, from the start of the season. I have start been. of Supercross season, because you didn't like the power rankings. <laughs>
0: no, I didn't. That's right. I was a bit grumpy yeah. about that. Up until that first moto podium with the 3-5, his best was a seventh. I mean, what a weird season for the KDM guys. Like, I'm just a bit like...
1: From being dominating to top 10.
0: It's got to make me think something's either happened with their training program accidentally or with the bike accidentally because we've never seen them in the last, God, I don't know, five years be this far off the money. And we've never really seen the guys in the KDM camp agitate for change like Cooper Webb has been very actively agitating for change with bike and with training and he's moved compounds and he's been actively saying, I'm changing this on the bike, I'm changing that on the bike and we're working on the bike. I can't really remember the KDM guys saying, like Dunge or whoever, we need to change this, we need to do that. Marv's a pretty quiet guy anyway, but Mm. just seems... Yeah,
1: I don't remember any of that either. I guess they had issues with the air shock and stuff and Dungey playing around with with that, but... Yeah, I don't know for for Coop to leave the Baker's factory and be going to the eighty three compound. What what what's going on after after it's given him so much success?
0: And and yeah, why is Marv not doing as good? Like yeah. he's been historically very good yeah. and very consistent. Odd. Anyway, two fifties. Jeremy Martin three one. R J Hampshire two three. Justin Cooper one eight with a hectic crash there in the second motor in Washougal up that horsepower hill. That horsepower crazy. hill,
1: yeah, yeah. They didn't show that on TV. I no, it was some
0: dude in the crowd. Had yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, Put that's, it on I his Insta. That's I where Russell, that, I saw it. Like, Bloody hell, he was hooking. But I wanted to talk about Pierce Brown. 12th in points behind Austin Faulkner. He went 6-4 for fifth overall. This is Pierce Brown. And it was by far his best effort in what's been a pretty inconsistent season. And he was a bit the same in Supercross too, if you think about it. I'm not sure if this this six four for fifth is the the thing that goes out and you know helps him to become that top five guy, but I mean it's good for him to show some speed and get up there and see the gas gas up there.
1: Yeah, something different for sure. Yeah, yeah was, And in the in those last couple of rounds, he you're going oh gas gas two fifty class. Yeah, I've done that. I've sat there and gone oh yeah righto they do have a two fifty team.
0: <laughs> and Moseman, at the same like starting to poke his head into the battle a bit. So yeah, cool to see yeah. the gas gas guys get up there. Jed, I've got a question for you. The Rocky Mountain ATV team, 450 team. At the moment, they got Savacci and Burgle. Good bikes, factory program, as we know, solid ride. Going into next season, are you keeping Savacci and Burgle? Are you looking to keep one or the other, both? What, who oh. would you be shortlisting? What would you be doing if you're running that show? If you're Michael Byrne looking for the next guy...
1: Well, if you're Michael Byrne, you want you want Tomac, Kenny, oh, well. Cooper Webb. You know, Goes You, you, you insane, want all it? them, but you need the money to get them right. <laughs> I think I'm keeping Savarchi. Okay, I think he has come a long way. You have got to think he's changed three, four bikes in the last two to three seasons.
0: Well, yeah, two fifty to four fifty, and then that was Cowies, obviously, and then he went Cowie Suzuki, Suzuki JJR, KDM. Yeah, yeah,
1: yep. So he's changed three or four teams in the last three seasons, right? Mm. And I think from where he started um, to where he is now with that Rocky Mountain team, he's made progress. And if he can stay healthy, I think you know he'll 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 get better, and we'll see Savarchi's name in the in the points again, in the top ten. Yeah, if he can stay on the team and he's got the development and the bike and the testing and everything, I think he's good. Bogle, eh, I'd like to keep him, but I just don't think he's been as impressive as what Savarchi has been. And if you could get someone else. That's a bit better. Well, yeah, I might. What would you do?
0: I think I'm probably leaning the same way. I think Berner's done a pretty good job with Savachi. and helping him improve and all the rest of it and whatever else is going on over there. And like you said, changing teams and all the things that are going on certainly haven't helped. I'm not a huge big Savachi fan, but a lot of respect for him. So, yeah, I think there's no reason to let him go. Yeah. I think you've got to keep him. And... uh, Vogel, I'd be on the fence, like, kind of no reason to keep him, but seems like a good guy. Why would you want to let him go? So I can't see why you would keep him, but then I'm kind of looking at it. I'm like, who do you put in his spot, though?
1: That's right. Who do you put in there? Yeah. Exactly. And
0: that was the thing I was sort of looking at. I'm going, mm, I don't know about keeping him, but then I don't know who else you get. So yeah, tough one. I would be looking in the 250 class, though, if it was me. I would be trying to draft someone up from there.
1: But even then, there's not really anyone that's going to be coming coming up this year.
0: There's not. That's but, like, I would be going for one of those guys because I think that there's a bit of potential there in some of those riders.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: I think, like, they're going to want to stay 250 class and probably go for the dollars. But, like, if it was me, right, I would be looking at someone like a Hampshire. I would be looking at someone like a... Well, I was going to say Jordan Smith then, but no, he crashes too much. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe not him. But... I would be looking at the star guys, Justin Cooper, like,
1: you know. Yeah, you're not getting one of them. No, I know you're not. Yeah.
0: Christian Craig, but. Yeah, same. That's who you go for, I reckon. Get them on a 450. I think they'd be great on those bikes.
1: Yeah, they probably would be. I just don't think you're going to be getting them, but. I I think you're probably right. With the money and everything, you know, so. Yeah,
0: I think you're probably right.
1: Eli's last minute dashes.
0: Pretty impressive, isn't it?
1: What happens in the first moto to turn around and come on and win the second motos? And his, his last-minute run for it at Washougal, how fast was he going? And, and, like, I don't know, you know, you're not there. You're not Eli Tomac. Could have he done it differently? I think he put in too much effort at too late in the race. He put in too... He was having to get around Sexton, right? And Sexton wasn't, wasn't going to give up the position. And then by the time he caught that was he was kind of spent, you know, and mm. he only had a few corners to catch him. How did he put a little dash in and earlier on in the moto? I don't know. And then had a bit of a break and then put it to put more effort into Ferrandez. He would have got him, mm. I, I, I think. Mm. Um, Dylan did good to, to hold him off, obviously. But what's your thought on the... Uh,
0: I love the Eli's <laughs> body language when he turns it on. Like, it is just, like, you watch his body language and the things he does on the bike. It's just clutch and throttle and aggression, and it's just, like, this rage on the bike. Like, you watch how hard he is on the throttle and the clutch and all that stuff. When he's on it and he's winning, like, he's so aggressive on the bike. Yeah. He's pounding that bike. Yep. I love him when he's in that zone. It's just so cool to watch. Mm. But then he just doesn't have it at other races, and you're like, what happened? Yeah, what's going on? It's the strangest thing. It's crazy. I don't... Yeah, who knows? But it, I love watching him when he's on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Star. Mm-hmm. Moving to the goat farm.
0: Yeah, well, so Yamaha headquarters has moved from California to Georgia. So they're obviously not in California anymore, and I think that's part of the whole thing, so...
1: Yeah, so the whole team's got to move there, right? Yeah. Obviously, um... Dylan was on Pulp MX, I think it was, saying that, you know, he's packed up the family, they're moving there. Mm. Um,
0: Christian Craig said the same thing. Yeah, yeah, Christian Craig, yeah, yeah.
1: So they're kind of uh, getting a, a base system like KTM, Baker's Factory. Yeah. Um, you know, this whole training camp, everyone moving closer, mm. building a compound, um, or they've actually got someone from the baker's factory now, don't they? So, yep, yeah,
0: interesting move. Um, I don't think it propels them further forward a whole lot more than what they already are, though. Do you? I think it's more convenient, but I don't think we see like,
1: I oh, know. I just think because it, everything's going to be based in the one area, there's a lot more testing going to be going on, so it could propel them forward,
0: yeah. But they've kind of got a good setup in California. Like, they do yeah. bucket loads of testing in California. It's not like they're miles away from the test tracks there. So I don't see it being... I see it being more convenient than anything else. Like, hmm. you know, for when the East Coast races are there, they've got the, the... The truck doesn't have to travel around the world. They can base themselves out of there. The riders can be there and they're not flying around America and in and out of time zones. So I think there is benefit, but... yeah, you know, I, I can't see it being like a game changer, but... Yeah, I don't know. What be do you interesting.
1: think? Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how, how it develops, you know, because when we seen KDM team up with um, Adam and Baker and the Baker's factory, well, even when the riders went there, they took off, right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are starting to do that. You know, we've got Compound 83. with you know It's a bit of a mixed match thing over there. It's not a set team. Um, yeah. But I think it'll be interesting, yeah. Yeah. yeah and sure Carmichael's old farm.
0: Yeah, sure will be. Yeah. Anything else from you in, in, in motocross, sorry, there, Jed? No, not really. Wrap up of the points. Ferrandis is your current points leader. 47 points in front of Ken Roxon in second. Eli Tomac is third, and he's 54 points back of Ferrandis. Barsha fourth and Sexton fifth. It's all pretty tight there. Like, Roxon, Tomac, Barsha, Sexton are within, like, 20 points. So, pretty tight. But, I mean, Ferrandis is, like, 40 in front. So,
1: big change. I think it's over.
0: Uh, 250's Justin Cooper is eight points up on Jet Lawrence. Hunter Lawrence is third, as we said before, and he is 44 points behind. Jeremy Martin, fifth, 61 points back, and RJ shows in fifth.
1: Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, search Todd and Jed.
0: Take two, MXGP's Jed. We had a bit of an audio malfunction there.
1: We had an Anaheim, Anaheim one coming up.
0: Yeah, it was we had all the wrong stuff going on with our buttons yeah. here on the... My bad. On the podcast machine. But anyway, so I'm just going to throw it out there, Jed, before we get into the MXGPs. The MXGP group promoters, they're called Infront Moto, used to be called Youthstream. They do an awesome job on the media side of things. Their YouTube channel has heaps of clips and videos. I've been watching the full motos. We paid to get the full motos. I've been watching them. But I've been going back and watching the highlights. And, dude, they do such a good job. The results and championship sh- sheets on the website are so easy to find and read and decipher all the results. If the Pro MX guys, or our Supercross guys here for that matter, are looking at like what other motorsports, what other platforms do it right with media and websites and finding stuff that's easy to get to and planning it out, that's where you look. MXGP, it is just clean, easy to use, easy to find, the knowledge is all there I know it might not be the glitz and glamour that the Americans have going on, but I think it's better. Like, I think the way they do it is just so much easier. They've nailed it. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I think I think the same. That's a, As I was saying before, I think it's, um reminds me of the Formula One website, you know. That's kind of like the same base as that. Um, you can YouTube all the stuff, races, everything like that. Um, it's like a tier one, you know. Tier one website to go on and get all your information off of. Then you've got US tier two and then, you know, we're down a little bit, but we're getting there. And yeah. And yeah, they could base it off that and I don't know what development is in required in that or, or needed, but yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I don't know either, but I just like how yeah. it's like one or two clicks and you can find whatever you want. Yeah. Whereas like these American sites, man, you click here, click there, get rid of this pop-up banner, go past that ad. Yeah. Oh, no, you can't click here. It only shows first, second and third. Click there oh, this takes you to an article. I don't want an article. I want just the results sheet. Like, yeah. if they just make it hard. Um, I think ProMEX do a decent job here. I'm not saying they don't, but yeah, yeah. if you're going to look at anyone as the benchmark, they do it right in Europe. Anyway, moving on to some racing. Round three, uh, Majoria. I feel like I say this for every year I track, but man, some of these tracks look cool. Majoria was hard packed and weaves through the hills. Looks super fun. Hurlings, Koldenhoff and Caroli were all tied on 40 points. Never seen that before. All no. the top three. Your podium were all on 40 points. That was yeah. certainly a bit different. Um, you ever seen that before, Jed?
1: No, I can't say I have. Yeah. No. I,
0: yeah, yeah no. no, I can't <laughs> that. <either. laughs> it's weird. High, highlights in the 450 class for me was Glenn Koldenhoff grabbing his first overall podium on the Factory Yamaha. It's his first year on the Factory Yamaha. He was a bit invisible at the first few rounds and sort of has been here and there since, but 4-2 he went in Italy. thought that was pretty impressive. Two fifties, uh, Matias Gorgadini, Maxime Renault and Iago Geertz were 1-2-3. Jed Beaton, 5-7 seven for seventh overall and Wilson Todd, 15-18 for 18th. So this Gorgadini kid, 18 years old, straight out of EMX, which is the European MX class.
1: 18 or 16.
0: No, he's 18. This oh, is Gorgadini yeah. on yeah. the Red Bull KDM. Gets his first big GP win in his home country in Italy. And yet again, Red Bull KDM are looking good for a run at the championship. Tom Vial has had some injuries and issues there. Uh, so Gorgadini's on the KDM De Carli team. So he's on the same team as uh, Tony Cairoli and Jorge Prado. So for those of you who don't know, Red Bull KDM in Europe is actually two teams. There's two outfits there. Hurlings is on one and with Renny Hoffer and... I don't know who else, can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, And then the other team is Gorgadini, Caroli and Prado. So interesting there. But yeah, dude, MX2, he's looking good like first year in the, well, I think he did some races last year, but super impressive. Beaton and Todd, quite GP for those two there in Italy. Beaton seemed to be just a fraction off the top guys, sort of trailing behind the lead pack, but still riding pretty well. Yeah. Round four, the Netherlands at Oss. Bit more of a Sandy Loam kind of track. First time it's been on the GP calendar for as long as I could sort of find or remember. Really good racing, both classes. Uh yeah, great battles. Four fifties. Tim Geiser overall, he won. Tony Caroli second and Romain Fevre were your top three. All that though was a little bit overshadowed. Hurlings getting landed on and then going on to win that first moto, broken shoulder blade. He dropped back a bit as soon as he got landed on, but then he just fought through the pack, made a heap of passes, and he was dominant. He's probably cranky, I think. He was sending it, man. You would never have known that he was injured.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really impressive. He would have had the adrenaline going through him, and Mm. off he went.
0: 250s, Yago Geertz put on a bit of a clinic, 1-1. Jed Beaton, best race of the season, 2-3. Kay DeWolf, 5'2", and Wilson Todd. He actually went really well, hey, uh, um 6'12", for ninth overall. That one where he got the sixth there, I watched it for a while. I think that was one of his best motos that I've probably ever seen him ride. He was on it. Sandy track, and he was right in there mixing it up. Jed Beaton, best ride of the season so far, as I just said. He came from a long way back in that first moto too to get second. And then on the podium, the chick that was interviewing, he made some comments about him being a bit banged up. I didn't realise he was carrying injuries, Jed. Kind of explains his slow start to the season.
1: Yeah, I didn't know either. Yeah, um, he hasn't posted anything or that that I can remember or nothing's been released or talked about, so.
0: Well, I can't remember the girl's name, but she's like, oh, you know, a bit sore and sorry, but good result. And I was like, what? And then he went on, uh, Beaton went on another podcast this week. Who was it? Oh, he was with Joe Stevens on Inside Dirt and said, oh, oh um, was it? Anyway, he did one with someone. Maybe it wasn't Joe. I'm sure it was. And he said he was banged up and he'd broken back ribs and a finger or something. Yeah, okay. I was like, oh, well, that explains it. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Round five, Czech Republic at Lockett. Prado got his first win of the year in the 450s, followed by Caroli and Jeremy Siwa in third. Haven't really been that impressed with Prado up until that first Moto Jetty got the win. Like he just whole shot and just that was that. And he just showed everyone what was up. He'd kind of been f- fading a bit before that yeah. in some of the other races. Like before that, yeah, he'd faded back a bit in the Netherlands. He was running up there and then, yeah, dropped back. But impressive. definitely not as
1: dominant as last year.
0: No, he. I uh, think he was a bit more impressive last year. Yeah. I think he made comment Prado. This is yeah. You know, he still got some um, COVID hangover effects. Yeah. Okay. Because he missed some races last year due to COVID. Yep. Because he was going really well. I think he won the Spanish GP and then he was out after that. And everyone was like, oh, spewing. And he made some comment somewhere that I read or listened to that he was still feeling what he thinks is COVID effects. So
1: It's funny you say that because um, just on the weekend, Lewis Hamilton in Formula One said the same thing.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah, feeling
1: he... the effects from uh, COVID still.
0: 250s. Um, Matthias Gorgadini, Maxime Renault, and then Beniston was third. Jed Beaton, 3-8 for fourth. Wilson Todd, 7.11 for 10th. Wilson Todd ripped a good start in Moto 1. Hey, I don't know if you saw it, but it was cool to see him get some TV time and run up there. He faded back, didn't quite have the pace of those top guys, but he was pretty steady. Seventh, must have been a huge toe, like just that's their speed. I know I can run it for a bit. Didn't quite have the fitness, but I was impressed with Wilson Todd. Any opinions there, Jed?
1: Yeah, no, I th- think the same as you. You get in the get a good start, you get in the groove, you get up the front and try and tag onto those guys and I think that's what he did. Mm. Whereas he's had bad luck with his starts in the other rounds and, you know, it's the same as in the Pro-MX or, oh, you know, Lucas Oil-MX in the US. Mm. Same thing, you know, they don't get a good start. They're not, they're kind of not up there unless they're doing a tomac and punching through the packs. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Round six, Lommel. As if it wasn't tough enough in the sand, it rained and it looked thick it looked and nasty. Crazy, eh? You want no part of that, no,
1: eh? No, no, no.
0: Four fifties. Ramon Fevra grabbed the win. Hurling second overall. Paul's Jonas third. Hurling's Moto one win. Fresh off a shoulder blade injury.
1: That's tough. Yeah, well, it's still it's still injured. It's still it's still not healed. <laughs> I know. You know. Um, I don't know how bad it is. I've broken my
0: shoulder blade before. It's not that bad an injury. Like, his might be really bad, so I don't want to speak for him because I've got no idea. But, like, when I did mine, it wasn't that bad. It was just, like, a little bit uncomfortable, if I could put mm. it that way. So if he can run through the pain, should be okay, but it is quite uncomfortable at the same time. Well,
1: he's pretty good with injuries. He's had a few over the years. That's a, yeah, so he might be used to it. He might be. But it was impressive. Um, as you said about the track, like... Riding in the sand and, you know, you pull it on the bike a lot. You're trying to keep that front wheel high and, and everything like that. Like, I would think that would affect his shoulder blade. I would have thought so. He said you know, it in the podium He's, he's not riding loose and flowing on a normal track or anything like that, even though that's still going to hurt your shoulder blade. But, you know, he's um, – the guy's a weapon.
0: He said that in the interview at the end of the race. He said, oh, look, I've had my arm in a sling for 10 days, so I'm really feeling that arm, that side of my body is quite sore from the sand. But – obviously managed it pretty well. Like, yeah, unreal. Yeah, um, Roman Fevre, before we move on to 250s. Roman Fevra, much better on the Cowie this year. World champion in 2015 for Rinaldi, Yamaha at the time. And he's been a bit all over the place since then, with injuries, changing to Kawasaki a couple of years ago. Looks like he's got his act together a bit. Found some form. He's been right up there. Uh, yeah, he's been hurt, injured, whatever. And I've sort of been a bit like, oh, I think Fevra sort of won that title, and then that's going to be the best of him, but he's really picked it up this year. Yeah, I don't know. Any thoughts there,
1: Jed? Nah. I don't know. Like, yeah. Impre- impressive, you know, season before, and I don't know. Fair I do know. Hasn't done much. Yeah. Fair enough. I
0: thought he's been really good this year. Yeah. 250s, Iago Geertz, Kader Wolf second, and Maxime Renault third. So this Kay Wolf kid. He's Jed Beaton's teammate on the Huskies, and we were just talking about this off-air. He went 16. 3-1 at Lommel on the weekend. He's 16 years old. Pretty impressive for a young kid. He's not had one of these big superstar careers either. Like, I went back through and tried to find some results, and he won, like, a Dutch Masters Championship on an 85 and got second in a World Championship once, which is unreal. Like, But it's not like one of these kids, like, a... He's won a 65 championship and an 85 championship and like one of these just been de Loretta's and mm. none of that. And then he rode EMX for one year after getting off an 85. Now he's up Factory Husqvarna on a 250 and he's just dead set competing for a world championship at 16. He's he's back in the points. He's eighth in points.
1: Wasn't his home track, was it? Did you look that he up? He is Dutch. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So it wasn't his home track, but being yeah, yeah, Dutch, yeah. he's, you know, Rides in the sand all the time. And admittedly, a couple of rounds before that was the Netherlands Mm. at Oss, and he was super impressive there too. Like, he was mixing it up with beaten. So he is better in that sandy, soft stuff. But, like, he won a moto, beat all of them guys at 16 years old. If he keeps this up, he could chalk up a few world championships. Like, he straight up beat Jago Moto too. Doesn't get much better than that.
1: It'll be interesting to see going forward for the rest of the season how he goes, if he can... Continue on this path Like even if he Doesn't win right If he's top three And he's challenging Those guys That's impressive
0: Oh man
1: That's You know That's very impressive mm. So
0: Yeah Like like I said Straight up Won yep. a moto At Lommel And beat Yago Giertz yep. Like, Don't get much Better than that Quick wrap Wrap up Of the points Jed Before I get to A couple of questions For you Tim Geyser Is leading your 450 championship Or MX1 By five points Over Romain Fevre. Uh, Tony Caroli third, who's nine points back. Jorge Prado is fourth, 14 points back. Jeffrey Hurling's fifth, 42 points back. So it's tight at the front. We're not quite halfway through the series there, but with 14 points separating your top four, 40 points separating your top five, I, I, I don't have any series predictions. I don't know who's going to do what from here on out. Like, it wouldn't surprise you if Hurling's catches fire, reels off
1: motos, well, we thought Hurlings was going to be out a week ago. Like he was injured. Now nah, there goes his season. Mm. Back in the points.
0: Guys, I didn't have the best weekend there at, at Lommel. He, one of his roll-offs broke in the first moto and he had... No he goggles. pulled my trick where you got the streamers out of <laughs> the sides.
1: But, and, but don't they have a ruling where they've got to pull in and they can't ride with no goggles? No, he had goggles on.
0: Just the streamer broke.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then he said, you know, he had no vision and no goggles of that. But I don't think they can pull their goggles off and um and throw them on. You know, you just... You know, I think If, you're if right. you can't see, you just pull it off and throw it off the side of the track or I something and keep going but I don't think you can over there they've actually got goggle stations set up in the pit area where you've got to ride in and grab a fresh set of goggles and go again. No you do because there was yeah, riders going.
0: doing it, but he still had his goggles on.
1: I just kept them on yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. so you can't throw your goggles you have to yeah. have goggles on yeah but he that's just right. kept them on because there was just this reel for the whole motor yeah, right? yeah. and they kept saying on the broadcast when's he going to pull in for goggles? Yeah yeah blah 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 you know but he didn't so solid ride for him. Uh two fifty points, Maxime Renault, currently red plate holder, Mattia Gorgadini second, Ruben Fernandez on the Honda, third, Jago Geertz fourth, and Matias Borome is in fifth. So no Jed beaten in there, unfortunately. is mm. about twenty-six in front of the pack, and then it's pretty tight after that. Again, especially with Vial out. Hopefully, we get beaten, find some form, and a few other guys mixing it up in there. It's been pretty up and down in that pack. And like we just said, Kader Wolf, he's eighth in points. Again, I'm sort of looking at this pack and I'm going, mm, if I'm going to pick anyone, I guess I might pick Geertz to be the favourite at this point to go for the title hunt, even though he's fourth and 28 points back. But I don't know about the rest of the guys. Gorgadini's good, and who knows? Lots of racing still to left in the season. Seems early to be talking about it as far as the season goes, but it's the August show. But Beaton and Wilson, their season so far. What do you reckon, Jed?
1: Good, bad? Yeah, we spoke about this before, and I think Beaton, obviously impressive. He's coming on form and everything. Didn't know about the injuries. Mm. Um, Wilson, not as impressive as last season. He
0: didn't ride last season, he had his knee. Wasn't.
1: knee. Oh, that's right, he did too. Was yeah. it the season before?
0: That no, was the Aussie World Championship.
1: Oh, that's right. The yeah. Aussie,
0: well, Aussie World Championship. No, he won the Australian title for DPH Husky.
1: Yes, he did too. And oh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he did yeah, well yeah, in yeah, yeah, the
0: States. Yeah, went to yeah. Hangtown and got whatever, sixth or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know, I kind of expected more out of him. That's what I expected, yeah. Hmm.
0: Flash is there from Wilson Todd, but unfortunately yeah. hasn't gone the way he wanted. They're both going to turn 23 this season, which means that makes them non eligible for MX2 next season. I wouldn't be surprised if Beaton gets a spot somewhere in Europe in the Husky, KDM, Gas Gas family. Don't know where. But I would think they would probably keep him. Keep him, yeah. Uh, but, and I mean, I know Aussie racing's not at its best at the moment, but I think we might see Wilson Todd back here next year, Jed. What do you think? Do you, I, I don't. I don't know if he's done enough to cement a ride there on a four fifty next year. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, Unfortunately, no. like, I'm not trying to be a heavy Downer, but
1: and we're saying, yeah, he, he'd come back here. So someone would pick him up back here. And yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's done enough either. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. it's just so difficult. To, like you can't. Like we were talking off-air, Jed, you, you can't run a privateer effort and do the GPs.
1: No, no. You,
0: you can't do it. No, the amount she's of money, not a
1: box, box van job and no. drive around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't just throw the gear in the eye load and off you go. Yeah, like, yeah. That's not how it works in the GPs. Yeah. You know, you've got to pay big money to ride those races. They're all around the world. You've got to be hmm. accepted into that series. It's not just – and then I can't see there being an attraction to go and race EMX. Like the MX 250 class, which is yeah. where we see Bailey Malkiewicz at the moment, by the way. So didn't talk about that. It's cool to see him back in Europe, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Left, left Australia, went back over there. So I was a bit of a surprise. Um, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, no, because um, uh, who, who did he leave? Who was the team he was on over here? He was signed. Yeah, he was going to ride for WBR. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, um, I was like, oh wow. And then he what, rode. One minute he's here, the next next week he's over there. I was well, like, well, he rode oh, Hatter. Shit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I was yeah. like,
0: "Oh, yeah, right, our next thing is in Europe." I was yeah. Like, oh, wow.
1: Yeah, I was surprised with that as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's still it's, there's still too much of the season to go, and weird things happen. He could get a ride, like he could fill in for someone. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't think he's been as impressive as what what. We kind of expected, I guess you would say.
0: Yeah, or yeah, what maybe is expected out of the teams yeah. too, you know. Yeah. Like not to say he hasn't done good, but
1: Beaton's fine finding his form at the right right time.
0: Sure is. So plenty of racing left and go to the Aussies.
1: If you have a question or something you would like to talk about, send us an email or message us on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Still a little bit to go here, Jed. If you guys are looking for who the interview is this month, unfortunately there isn't one. We um, had some timing issues. It's our days off at the moment in between our roster and it just didn't work out. With we've, uh, we've actually got a couple of interviews that were sort of in the process of lining up but fell through. Uh, interesting one for some of our older listeners is that we're organising a catch-up with the crew at Stain Tune Exhausts, Jed. Um,
1: if anyone remembers them.
0: Yeah, they reached out to us there... I don't know, a month ago? Yeah. Anyway. Probably would have been. Something like that. And said, hey, boys, we'd love to have a chat. Stay in tune is now moving um, under the banner of new ownership. So the previous owners who were the founders started it and, you know, we all – or not maybe all of us, the younger guys won't remember, but no. – when the early four-stroke days, like, you know, oh four, oh five, everyone ran Stain Tunes at the Thumpernats. Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe we should take Ando along with us. Maybe we should. <laughs> he was old our Thumpernats crew. Yeah.
0: And, yeah, they're still around. Um, Haven't been well, – God, I haven't heard the Stain tune name in years until they fronted it up in our, in our DMs and were like, hey, fellas, and we want to catch up. And so we're in the process of lining that one up. So I don't know when that's going to happen. Might be yeah. – a week, a month away, I'm not real sure But we're, we're trying to organise that And we've also got a couple other guys that are here in the Hunter Valley That um, we are hearing your requests for the few other people in the Hunter Valley here That we haven't caught up with We're trying to make it happen But just for timing more than anything It hasn't worked out with our rosters And we've got a cable that we're trying to fix at the moment For one of our mics, Jed And Anyway, we will get to it, guys So, But anyway, grassroots, what's been happening, Jed? Ripping it up at Singo <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's about it yeah, right. There's been nothing on, so everyone's um, been cancelling their day, so Lakes cancelled a day, Cessna cancelled real early, they cancelled when it first the first lockdowns came in um, Maitland cancelled their round four point score during the week, they've said no, um, and it's all due to Sydney being locked down and the Sydney people can't come up mm. uh, Islands still going, open, everything like that Uh, They're going to open both days this weekend They did just cut it back to Sunday only You can camp Saturday night, ride Sunday Mm -hmm. And they're going to go Saturday and Sunday Due to a good turnout on the weekend just gone Uh, I was there a couple of weeks ago Um, Singo, yeah, still going They held one every two weeks or three weeks Whatever it is, ripping it up at Singo I've noticed
0: it's always on when we're working We need to like switch our roster 180 And we need to be working on our off and on when
1: we're working Well, the first No, so the first Six months of this year, it was pretty well on when we were off. And then, oh, and then now it's kind of flipped that it's on when we're working. Oh, yeah. So, right. so, and yeah, the membership works weird. Their membership works off financial year. Oh, okay. So July to June. Whereas, yeah, so, yeah, if you join up halfway through the year, you don't get a discount. Well, I looked stuff, at the calendar
0: the other day and I was like, man, it's all when we're working.
1: Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So I had the weekend off, um, just gone and yeah, so I, w- I went along, um, it was good, eh? It was fun. It's yeah. a fast, um, flowy kind of track, I guess you would say. Little jumps, good beginner's track. Yeah. Um, I don't know it's just fun. Gabby yeah. loves it. Gabby no ruts, so Gab loves it. She don't do ruts, so yeah. You, um, you don't need yeah.
0: gigantic jumps and steep faces to have fun, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I see um, a few people commented on you know the clubs canceling their point scores and stuff and saying like well what about everyone else in the Hunter Valley like you know what what about all of us and why don't we why don't we have a little Hunter Valley series
0: or RPA yeah. days I actually commented off our Bikes and Bulldust Facebook oh. page onto one of the clubs yeah and I wrote um so if anyone sees it it was me commenting and I wrote <laughs> I didn't see it can't yeah. we turn this into an RPA day like it was a cancelled point score it I think it was I wrote it at Maitland it was this weekend and I'm yeah, like yeah. can't we turn this into an RPA day like what why not
1: yeah they get heaps of people, so well,
0: they get a couple of hundred people.
1: Yeah, I, blows yeah, me. Away. Well, I see Lakes has um, put up this morning on theirs. They're going to have one on the fifteenth of August, an RPA day on the fifteenth of August. So that's in a couple of weeks' time. But um, yeah, why not get a little? Why not? Why not? We just get a little hunter series going, you know? But like I, Lakes Maitland, boom, done.
0: I kind of also think, like, just run it, run the day. If people miss out, I'm sorry. I'm not meaning for you to miss out. I'm not out to get you personally, Mr. Person, who lives on the Central Coast. Yeah, I know. I apologise. Yeah. Right? But there is God knows how many hundreds of members that are not in lockdown that would really like to ride their dirt bikes. Correct. Just do it. If some kid on the Central Coast misses out on their trophy, I apologise. It's mm. that's the, that's the world we live in right now. That's right. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. Not everyone deserves a trophy.
1: I know. So... Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's money, time, effort, all that stuff. But there's plenty of people in the Hunter that could still ride and still would ride. So, hey, we might even go because we get more <laughs> riding in than sitting around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah, so that's about it for Grassroots, our local MX. There's not much to talk about at the moment. Bugger
0: all going on there. Yeah, yeah. Tech tip, Jed. What do you got for us?
1: Yeah, I've got it this month. I might actually have it for the next few months. So. Oh, all right. Uh Oh, not tech tip, but I've got some reviews coming up. So, um, is this, we, we, is this going to be Jed's soapbox? Are they no, complaints or are they all right ones? No, I'm on good. Oh, are yeah. they? Oh, well, yeah. Could be good, could be bad. <laughs> but Because anyway. I've got a bit of a soapbox happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's normal. But, um, we could, yeah, I've, um, got a couple of things. We'll, this month we'll talk about, um, Steering head bearings and your swing arm bearings and stuff on a brand new bikes I've got, um, been trialling a Mobius wrist brace So I oh, hurt, yeah. hurt my wrist uh, four, five, six months ago um, Don't know why, we'll go into that But anyway, been running one of them, trialling that out um, And I've also grabbed some Ballard's titanium foot pegs
0: Oh, did you?
1: Yeah, so On I've, which bike? Well, it was only going to be for one bike, so I got them for the one two five for the one two five cup, right? <laughs> yeah. to, to you know, to 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 try, yeah. And the foot pegs on that seemed really slippery, um. So I got them to try, but anyway, I rode the two fifty f on the weekend, and they ended up on the two fifty f, right? So I've ordered another set set <laughs> <laughs> for the one two five. So we've got two sets, but we'll talk about that when. So N- this ne- is like next, me next next month or something. This
0: is like me goes in for a rear tire and comes out with two tires and a helmet. Yeah, pretty
1: much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about bearings on brand new bikes. So lay know, it out there. I know about this and I've been doing it for years. Um, you You're know, a mechanic from, from back when I was a motorbike mechanic and everything. I, back when I was at KTM, Cessnock KTM. It used to be in the main street of Cessnock. We used to pull apart. That was part of. Um, Pre delivery on a bike, you would grease the steering head bearings on the bikes and stuff, um, same as um, the the swing arm and that was just part of the thing. But obviously, but now, you know, cost cutting things like that, let's just pump the bikes out. Things like that aren't happening. Um, so we've got Gabby's brand new bike, twenty twenty one YZ two fifty F. She's ridden it a couple of times, and I've just been meaning to to um, get around to greasing the steering head and that. And I thought, you know, I haven't done. Done one in a couple of years, um, a brand new bike because mine's a '19 model. My 250F and the 125, no grease. Pull the steering head apart, no grease.
0: Just I've, bone dry. Yeah,
1: so I've got photos of it. Um, I'll put it up. And this is in all, this is in all bikes, generally all brands. I don't know unless some shops still do it or not. But it pays to ask the question at the dealer. are the steering head bearings grease. Do I need to pull it apart, or can I pay you X dollars an extra? hours labor to to grease it before you put all the handlebars front plate front wheel all the shit on and and grease it so yeah it is
0: all brands because i pulled my husky apart when i got my husky and it was as dry as it comes so yeah it's yeah. not it's not one brand or another it's not a yamaha honda kdm they're all the same
1: yeah yeah but some shops just might do it you know out of the kindness of their hearts oh. <laughs> probably not but anyway <laughs> um yeah i've got photos there um Pretty simple to do, guys um, Whack it up on a stand It's only you know. a few bolts Yeah, it's only a few bolts You can you can leave the um, lower triple clamp, front forks, guard, wheel, brakes everything still connected And just put a brick in front of your front wheel, roll it out um, You can get to the bottom bearing, put grease on that Pull the top bearing out, grease it on your hand Unless you've got a grease gun and a um, bearing greaser um, wax some grease in them, it'll save you Because in 12 months time, if you're using a gurney and everything They'll be rusted and starting to seize up, definitely So definitely worth doing Pulled the swing arm apart on the weekend, same thing In the linkage bearings, you generally they've generally got a bearing on either side um, And then in between that is a gap um, Sometimes it's a void, sometimes it's not Just depends how it's been machined or anything But you can pack grease in there Because anywhere there's a void Water's getting in there and mm-hmm. it's going to sit in there. So um, same as those bearings as well. They're dry, not not fully dry. They've got like a…
0: Like a film.
1: Like a film, yeah, style grease in there. But Pretty much you, like assembly grease, really. Yeah, assembly grease, exactly, yeah. Um, it's clear. <laughs> um, so, yeah, same thing. Get some good high-pressure, high-temp, um, waterproof bearing grease and whack her in there, guys, both swing arm and linkages. Funning, super cheap. Repco, yeah, take that's, your pick. They also sell I just sell went it. super cheap and got some. Yeah. Um, Bunnings even have it. So yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's definitely a must-do on your brand new bikes, um, even your old bikes. Like I've, I've pulled both my po- bikes apart again and just redone them. You know, cleaned them out and um, cleaned the old grease out and put fresh grease in. Definitely worth doing. Um, it'll save you money and maintenance in the future. Yeah, for sure. We'll go into the other ones. In the next month or two, sounds good. Grease your bearings. Grease your bearings. Lube up.
0: That's it. Righto. We I threw it out there the other day for some questions and said, "You guys got any questions for the show, or maybe someone you would like us to interview in the future? Not for this show because it didn't work out. It was a bit short, unfortunately, but we got a few replies, Jed." <laughs>
1: we did We got some funny ones Let's go Some will read Some we won't But anyway We'll go with the first one um, This is from 103 Justin Have you got any info On MX Dome Do you think it will ever open again And we both said Well there's been nothing No been Nothing The last thing was It was on a current affair Yeah um, And the company I don't know BKH Group Or whoever it was I don't know Some big company That was in partnerships with them Said they'd love to reopen it But just not with The other partners
0: with the Bartolos apparently. Yeah, I was um, going to say it, but yeah. And then there's the Cart Club, which are all involved in this as well, and it's all the big love triangle. And yeah,
1: <laughs> the the Cart Club's locked them out, and, and yeah, now there's
0: tumbleweeds going across the paddock. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, I don't have but. any info on the dome at all whatsoever. Nothing. Mm. There's a couple of people that have informed us along the way of things that are going on at the Dome. Maybe I should reach out to them and get some info, but I don't think they would actually have any info either because I don't know what's happening. But anyhow, but I did see pop up somewhere, um, grab my attention, Western Sydney Parklands, um, Eastern Creek Motorsports Precinct Future Master Plan um, and Expressions of Interest and Draft, and I saw it all pop up somewhere on one of these sites or forums or whatever. Anyway, so at the moment, on the Western Sydney Parkland's website, there is a Eastern Creek Motorsports Precinct Division and Indicative Master Plan form up. And you can currently make a submission. It's open till the 20th of August, 2021, so it shuts in a couple of weeks. And you can make comment on that. Now, there is a precinct in the Sydney Motorsports Park Plan contrary to what we were told at the Dome.
1: Yeah, because we asked the question.
0: We asked the question at the Dome and said, is there a future option to have motorcycle, motocross facilities here at Sydney Motorsports Park? And the answer was, no, there's not.
1: Yeah, I think it was, did he say something about environmental yeah, well, that's or boundaries he, or something? but Yeah,
0: anyway. but that's because of where the Prospect Dam is, which is the drinking water supply. So the answer is no for that area. Yeah. But further down in the precinct... The, Um, because they're actually building the Speedway at the moment. Mm. I think it's about half finished, so that'll be pretty epic when it's done, New Sydney Speedway. But anyway, there is another spot, and it's, I guess you could say to the southwest of the road race circuit, uh, due west of the drag strip, close, not that far from the M7 motorway. There is a spot there that is what they call an opportunity zone, And on that opportunity zone, it said that there could be possibility of future development for motocross. And more for training and stuff like that. It said it, as far as I can see on this... It says
1: racing on that.
0: uh, Maybe it did. I didn't see that bit, but could have. Mm. In this thing I just read before here on the Western Sydney Parklands, it said it was for motocross and development and junior racing. So get on and have your say. Put something in there. Maybe even say something along the lines of, if you'd like to see the dome back open. Yeah maybe Because it's a government thing Yeah yeah that's right So I'm sure the government aren't very impressed with this whole debacle Because the government mm. allegedly as far as I know Were one of the people who tipped in money to the facility too So Yeah that's right yeah. Not real good So I guess to answer your question Justin No don't know anything But there's a bit of rumouring around what could possibly happen At the Sydney Motorsports precinct with another possible track So
1: don't know Don't know We'll wait and see. Hmm. Next one, Wes Mills, Kim Ashkenazi. He'd
0: be pretty good to get on, him <laughs> hey. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone's got to – oh, not, maybe not everyone, but I reckon there's a lot of people out there who'd have awesome Kim Ashkenazi stories. Oh, yeah. I reckon Ando would have a few good ones to share with yeah, us because we'll he's of similar age. But my Kim Ashkenazi story like, – so I haven't reached out. I've no way how – To no would ever get older, Kim Ashkenazi.
1: Either, by the way, if anyone out there, yeah, if anyone does, if anyone's got a contact, Wes. I don't know if you know him, but if yeah, I could see Wes and Kim making some pretty cool videos. (laughs) If if anybody, if anybody doesn't follow Wes Mills, I need to follow Wes Mills because every now and then he'll put up these ripper ripper videos, and they're they're cool as. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my Kim Ashkenazi memory, right? This
0: is the first thing that springs to my mind when people say Kim Ashkenazi. So Sydney Supercross in the Sydney Entertainment Centre and I remember the gear he was wearing, this O'Neill gear. He was on a Honda and from my little bit of research looking at old gear, I think it was 97. (laughs) Or it might have been Brisbane. Anyhow, whatever year this was, right, Kim Ashkenazi's on a Honda and they introduce him up there, Sydney Supercross. Hey, uh, Kimash Kanazi, and he gets up on the big tabletop or triple or whatever it was. And he turned around and he mooned the whole crowd. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, there we go.
0: So that's my Kimash Kanazi memory. So that's a good one. He'd be an epic guy to get on for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll work on that. Send him our way if anybody knows him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew Jones, fifty-seven. Do first. Do first. He's back, yeah. Haven't seen him in a while. Any uh, ex-pro moto rider that was good and could have something, but now just on the beers.
0: Must mean himself, does Is he? Is he talking
1: about himself? Do you want to come on the podcast, Dufus? <laughs> yeah. You're on the beers. <laughs> he's on the. I think he's back on the beers. Yeah, 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 yeah. back in the clubbing days. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one. Uh, uh, Bream eighty eight, so that's one of our mates, Michael Blaine. Ty Simmons, he'd be a good one, hey? Yeah, he'd be a good one, but he'd be a hard one because he ain't leaving Burke. And I am not real keen on driving to Burke for, <laughs> for a half
0: an hour podcast just no, quietly.
1: But if we could get phone reception, we'll call him.
0: That would be a good one. He actually yeah. did a podcast a little while ago, Jed, that you put me onto.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah. So I flicked that through to you. Um, it's called Outback Stories. Uh, well, is is the the name name of the podcast? And basically, from what from what I can understand from the, it was two girls, right? Yeah, and they fly around the plane. Yeah, so they ex- it's it's you know done by extraordinary ex- extraordinary media co, and they're called extraordinary outback stories. T- two girls who fly around the outback catching up with Ty Simmons.
0: Yeah, just all these random dudes from the outback. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, I don't so, know who half these people are, but. Ty Simmons was was uh, one of their first ones. It goes for twenty one minutes, I think it was. Like I listened to it on the on the way to work, and it was interesting. Like he's just fully out in the bush, not a care in the world, flying his little gyrocopter around, chasing cattle.
0: Yeah, mustering.
1: Yeah, pretty much mustering. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So
0: if you're looking for it, if you just type in Ty Simmons, and or Outback Stories into your podcast player, be it Spotify, whatever. Uh, I use Apple Podcasts. Chuck it in there, you'll find it. And it was pretty cool. Like and it was an interesting pers- It could have went for longer. Could've. I thought, like. I thought it was an interesting perspective though from those two girls who did it. Because they obviously don't know anything about
1: motocross and dirt bikes. But No, they had no idea. But they
0: still had an interesting perspective on the questions they asked and the way they went about it. So Yeah. Anyway.
1: And, and and they asked the questions like, Why did you leave? Mm. And he and you need to listen to it. But he goes into Mm. He was pra- practicing for Fink, and was like, "I don't want to do this. It's too dangerous. I'm mm. done." Mm. So anyway, listen to it. It's good. Yeah. Next question, Jed. Um. Oh, MK forty-seven. So Mitch Kellner. Yep. Um. Asked Hunter Lawrence.
0: It'd be cool to get an overseas guy on. Hey, yeah. like we're only pretty new to this, as you guys know. So getting guys on. We're still trying to work out even just the people we know and local, but it would be cool to eventually get on some guys overseas. We've got mm. some contacts in the States, and
1: yeah.
0: I think I've said on here before, uh, I know Dave Feeney, who's Zach Osborne's mechanic, and I've got some other contacts over there. So, yeah, maybe one day we can... Yeah. We'll re- tee
1: it up when they're not so busy, and yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and there's... A, I mean, it doesn't really matter for what we're talking about here, but there's quite a lot of developments at the moment. In the podcast space, in how we record podcasts, it's a whole lot of technical jargon that we don't need to go into. But there's a lot of interesting things developing which are going to make, which are making podcasts uh, easier to record with people in remote locations. Mm. And I've been looking into the software a bit, and it's the one we tried the other day, Jed. You mm. and I did a practice. It was a bit clunky, but I think it's going to be good when they get it right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it'll no, mean we'll that it. audio quality is going to be awesome. That's really what it means. So. Yeah.
1: Uh, Vards, 917, so Ben Vadenga. Uh, Nathan Collegia, him and Jed can talk about who took, who took out who more. Mm. We had some good battles, but I don't, I don't think we really took each other out too much. <laughs> I think Collegia took himself out most of the time. I think you're right. We've he, had a uh, few
0: stories on here about Collegia and his, yeah. uh, adventures to hitting the deck.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, like you got to have the, another one, here though, Jed. What's yeah, yeah. another collegiate what, story? We've yeah. had
0: the, we've had the handlebars, and you lent him the handlebars. You yeah, lent him ha- the handlebars. Two,
1: two sets of handlebars at Appen and Supercross, and he took out the flaggy and bent both my handlebars. We had the. My um, old man went up and told him the first time we ever met him, and told him he needs to get some glue to stick his ass to the seat so he stops falling off. Yeah, <laughs> we had that one. We had the then, crushed
0: um, exhaust at Curry yes, Super
1: Brand new Leo Vince exhaust. Yep. smashed that. Up. He was pretty proud of that exhaust. Mm-hmm, we had till, that one. Yeah. To. Run into him Surely you got another one though And then um, Yes Cam- So Canberra Stadium Cross All That's right. what I was trying to think I think this might have been His last race Right He hasn't done He hasn't done much since And then I can remember So Canberra Stadium Cross At the showground Then I couldn't remember the year It might be 06 Or something Anyway It turned into a mud meeting So um, It was muddy um, Rained Track was Not good ruts in the up ramps and everything like that. Few kickers and everything, and then I think it started to dry out, but there was still the ruts and everything going on. And there was this tabletop to single, and we were in different races for some reason. I can't remember why, different heats or something like that. And I went out, and I said, "Dude, like there was people crashing on it, you know, trying to jump it." I said, "It's not worth it. Just don't jump it." Like I, I had just been out there, and I said, "No, don't do it. It's no quicker. Just roll. Just jump the table, go to the inside of the single or whatever it was, and." Nope Collegia can't help himself He goes to s- Full send Full send <laughs> mode <laughs> Comes up short And uh, Hospital Hospital right out of there And he broke his femur Um, From memory From yeah, memory right. I'm pretty sure it was his femur It was bad anyway And that that was it I don't think I don't think he really raced Or or rode since then mm. Yeah so There you go That's, a, that's another <laughs> collegia story He's <laughs> good it's Plenty <laughs> of them <laughs> Yeah You know we had some good battles Back in the day
0: Yeah Last question.
1: What have we got? So, well...
0: Love road
1: says... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is me, mate. He's going to be into me about job He will be. That's yeah, going to yeah. be great. I can't yeah. wait to see the messages. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Kearney, Brad Wilshcroft, Stefan Merriman, any old Enduro guys?
0: We've actually got a connection here to Stefan Merriman. I don't know Stefan at all, but we've got a few... Uh, yeah people that are in the space of mountain mm. bikes that we know that and because Stefan's right into mountain bikes mm. so we've and got he's to, in Newcastle and he's so. in, yeah he's in our general yeah. area so yeah. we might make some inquiries there Jed that's a good yeah. one
1: yeah um yeah Glenn Kearney we we'll probably ch- get onto him through Greeny or whatever but did you see Wonka at the Transmoto at Coffs on that CR500 uh no I seen him on Ballard's KDM oh with you? with that pogo stick looking front end thing
0: I didn't see him on that. I I not
1: know. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's an interesting thing, hey.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um I oh, know we might be able to reach out and get him, but isn't Wonka's, it,
0: Wonka's a good guy? I know yeah, Wonka... Yeah. Oh, I do I shouldn't say know him, but I've met Wonka a handful of times from back in the KDM days. Yeah. And um he's a good dude.
1: But isn't it amazing all the um enduro guys we're getting rec- Request for yeah so, we are hey yeah
0: because yeah. he yeah I'm sure that Wonka had a, a CR500 at Transmoto as well that he was riding
1: yeah well, when I sent him that was on the restart I sent him at the restart um, and he was on Ballard's due to KDM. the crash and yeah he was on the the KTM with the I don't even know what you call it pogo stick looking front end it had a shock shock absorber up where the front plate's meant to be so um, yeah um, there was uh, what did I hear? oh he Ballard did a podcast with Jace
0: McAlpine. Yeah, on that. Gypsy, yeah. So and listen I listened to that. to that. It was on there and he spoke yeah. about it. It's pretty Same. interesting, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So listen to that. And then we've had, yeah. Other requests from people for um local other local motocross people.
0: Yeah, so there's a few other people here in the Hunter that are I guess you could say common or famous names in the sport. Thanks to everyone for suggesting those guys. Uh, We've had Ando on. He's great. He's going to come on again at some point when we get him on. The rest of those guys, we have reached out. Um, For whatever reason, it hasn't lined up at this point, but we'll keep working on them and try and make those ones happen. Well... I'm about out of words, Jed. Don't say that
1: very <laughs> often. That's a first. Actually, before I forget, oh, yeah. we'll have to work on it for next month, but we've had a request for Reedy's whinge session.
0: Oh, we did? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But, now this is actually, Gabby requested it. Oh, did she? <laughs> yeah, she actually liked it.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> right, okay. She liked you having a whinge, so we'll work on that for next month.
0: I'll get back <laughs> uh, All right, I might have to come up with something. Get back up on me soapbox and... That's it. Have a whinge about something else. But we had a message come through for it as well. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah. Someone messaged Someone us. Someone was, yeah. I can't remember. He had one. a
1: different name for it, but. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. So maybe that's something we need to work on. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, yeah nothing so much for me. I'm keen to get the Husky out. I saw Hastings Valley have a RPA day this weekend, so that could be an option or, yeah, I don't know. But keen to get the bikes out and keep riding and get out there, Jed. Other than that, I don't have much to talk about other than that.
1: Yeah, no, same thing. I'll be getting the dirt bikes out. I've actually got some um, plastics and graphics and stuff to put on this weekend um, for the 125 Gabs bike, yep. things like that. So thanks to Troy from Black Diamond Graphics as well. Um, if you're after some cool graphics, get on the Troy Black Diamond and we'll be f 45 and Yeah, get yeah. your
0: supplements, Rhino Power.
1: Yep. What's the code again, Jed? BBAU21. So it's on our socials as well, so you can go on to... Um, my Instagram, the podcast Instagram, Bikes and Bulldust, um, grab it off of there, the code's on there, B-B-A-U-21 and 20% off.
0: Awesome. What are you up to this month?
1: Yeah, just riding the dirt bike, decking the van out. Oh, well, I have been, I've just been chipping away at it, but all I'm right, what doing... What else is there to deck out on it? Well, I hadn't finished the roof or anything, so had, I right. hadn't finished the roof, so I'm... Where, in the front or in the back? In both. Oh, okay. So all the walls and everything were done, yeah, the yeah, cupboards yeah. and all that, but I hadn't... Uh, um, insulated and lined the roof, and that. So I've pretty well done the front. Put need to put some down lights in, put another shelf in up the front. I've overhead storage, um, and I've got a diesel heater to go in as well. Yeah. So because we're um, hopefully doing a trip in September to Queensland. Oh, nice. Yeah, want to go to all the um, parks up there: MX Farm, Willowbank, um, Obvious. QMP. Obviously, COVID pending. Well, oh, yeah, COVID pending. So, yeah, cool. and ready for the next. One, two, five cups. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the plan. Bring it on. Yeah.
0: Well, that about wraps it up. Anything else from you, Jed?
1: No. I'm out. Righto. I'm out too.
0: Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you guys next month.